Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready for their third of four in Milwaukee against the Brewers. And we've got Mike Janella in studio. With the experienced Bill Center and the young whippersnapper Jordan Carruth. Yep, Bill Center's here. Who doesn't mind being the experienced one on set? No, I, I totally agree with them. I mean, it, age is age. Is age. It's a fact. And rounding up the crew, it's Jordan Carruth, who knows that he's younger than Bill, but isn't quite sure if he's half or maybe four-ninths his age. Yeah, well, we need to figure out that ratio. I'm not very good at math. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Jordan Carruth. Happy Saturday, weekend edition Padre Social Hour. Yes, the Padres are in Milwaukee. It's a 4-10 first pitch, but we're here in San Diego holding it down. Bill and Jordan, thanks for taking your time on a Saturday afternoon to come hang out. How's it going? Good. Looking forward, to hopefully, to the Billy Joel concert. Yeah, that's kind of big news here today. Absolutely. Yeah, we've uh, been watching all week as it's gone from a Petco Park baseball field to a Petco Park concert arena, right. just erecting everything out here outside of our window. Yeah, it doesn't even it's look awesome. like Petco Park out there right now. It's a it massive doesn't. stage. For a guy who's famous for just playing songs on a piano, you'd never realize how much other stuff there is there for Well, it was the same for is. McCartney. When yeah. McCartney came in, it was the absolute same thing. So. Just a dude on a guitar, but you right. it goes into so much more. So, There's uh, so much production going yeah, on out there. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, it'll be hopping tonight here at Petco Park, Billy Joel. We're definitely going to talk about it. We'll get into some of his songs and some other music stuff a little bit later on. Uh, so we'll definitely have some fun with that. Uh, but of course, we're also here to talk Padres baseball. But before we do that, I've got a bone to pick with Jordan today. Uh-oh. So on your right day off job, the top, right off the top, Good. coming at you, I've been waiting. We're leading with this. Days. Let yes. me jump in too, if please I, do. Yeah. Although you may side with Jordan on this, we're gonna we're gonna see. So in, in your day job over at 1090, yes, uh, you were speaking of me. Yes. On the air a couple days ago this week. Yes. And it was all nice, all good stuff. And the one thing I took exception to. I know where you're going with this. Do you now? I think. Okay. Uh, You say, yeah, you know, Mike's a nice guy. Good to work with. That was all great. (laughs) He only takes like, you know. We're glossing over the good part? Yeah, yeah. We're glossing over the good part because I agree with the good parts. Why wouldn't I? Right. Yeah, you know. The only thing, he takes like 10 minutes to do his makeup. Are you kidding me, Jordan? It's like a 90-second process, Max. Bill, you got my back, right? Right. You well, see this. actually, I'm not big on makeup, but I think Jordan could use a little. Oh, there you go. So yes, maybe you maybe should take some notes, right. Carruth. Maybe I should start coughing it. Right. 10 minutes of makeup before. 10 minutes is too long. It's I know. Not, You're actually way more efficient 10 than 10 minutes. No I've, way. I've kidded him about it, and it's not 10 minutes. It's not. It's All not. he's got to do is take the gloss off of that glossy face of his. I yeah. may have been and, exaggerating and on the forehead That right. really reflects the lights right. pretty poorly, so that's yeah. all I'm going for. All right. I was exaggerating so a little. So I apologize so if you took that, offense to that. So that was the point you made? That, he, he glossed over <laughs> all the great Seth, points I said about Janela. Does, does this mean that uh, Jordan's gone? No, I think it takes him closer to 15 minutes to do his makeup. I agree with Jordan. Don't, hey, listen, bloopers up on my side. Don't listen to Blooper at all. That's the, there's a reason we keep him over there on that side of the studio because right. nobody wants to hear from him. All right, I just wanted to bury the hatch and make sure we're on good yeah. level terms now, Jordan. Hey, we were promoting Moving the forward. show. We're just yeah. trying to give social hours no, some love. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. All right, uh, let's get to the matters at hand here. And uh, as we go along today, as always, make sure to join us using hashtag PadresSH. And also the chat that's going on, uh, per usual, at Padres.com slash social hour. Let me know if my makeup job looks good or if I need to spend some more minutes. It looks good. (laughs) You're a pro. All right. Last night, uh, the pitching still great. Christian Friedrich, where'd that come from? I expected a lot worse. 
And still, it's a loss anyway. One to nothing. Uh, the, the struggling offense returns and rears its ugly head. Uh, I mean, were you happy with Friedrich? Were you more upset with the offense? What was your takeaway after the, the game yesterday? The way Happy. I was down? surprised by Friedrich. I mean, he hadn't really been doing that well in El Paso. Now, yes, uh, the PCL is a hitter's league, and ERAs are always inflated. But he had struggled. I was more than happy with what I saw from Friedrich. I don't know if that stuff will play against better teams. Let's be honest here. The Brewers are not a great ball club right now, and they've been struggling. But I was really happy with what I saw from Christian, Christian Friedrich. Yeah, the offense, it wasn't there. It seems like that's been the story this season so far, huh, Bill? Like every once in a while, that shutout comes right. a little bit more often than they, they hope. Uh, I think everyone was surprised. I don't know what the expectations uh, around here were for Friedrich yesterday, but you got <laughs> They weren't much. I mean, I expected. Right. I thought we were going to have the talk was today being the bullpen day, quote mm -hmm. unquote. Yeah, happy bullpen day, by yeah, the way. Yeah, happy bullpen day. Luis Perdomo getting the start. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that later. I thought yesterday was going to be a bullpen day, too. I figured with his numbers in El Paso, Friedrich maybe four innings, five innings, not that effective, and then it would get all the arms in yesterday plus today. But, I mean, kudos to him going, going to six and then Villanueva for two. And it's really important that he went six because today oh, is bullpen 100%. day. Right. And we still have another game tomorrow to finish off the series. So depending on how the bullpen comes out today, it is going to affect what happens tomorrow. So the fact that Friedrich was able to go six is going to help them a lot today. Well, I think you can go... If you get three out of Perdomo and three out of hand, you're going to be fine. Because then you have Maurer didn't pitch yesterday, right. Rodney, mm -hmm. Bookter, right. so they can all come back right. on normal. So is today. that the standard today, three innings, try to get out of Perdomo, get three more? Well, the I think, yeah, you'd I'd like to get four. You'd, but you'd love to get four or five out of Perdomo, but I would imagine his pitch count will be up quick, and, and hand usually is not a really efficient pitcher either. So I would imagine those will be the first two, and if you can get six or seven, out of them combined, you're going to be very happy. These are the kind of games that really do test a rookie manager, are they not? Because he's going to have to go into the bullpen early. He's going to see how long he can go with Perdomo to start this game, when he actually has to turn it over to the bullpen, even though everyone technically is coming out of the bullpen. But this is a game that should test Andy well, a little bit. Well, I, I think that – no, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't the type of game – I mean, this is a type of game that you know every once in a while you have one of these, you had the doubleheader – you're going to have a prayer game where you, you've got to get everybody back on normal rest. And this doesn't test the manager. This is more of, boy, I pray we can come through. <laughs> well, we'll see how, how well his prayers are answered. Uh, Jellyman, our old friend, tweeting in at hashtag PadresSH saying, Perdomo is going to show his worth tonight. Maybe he pulls a free drink and he comes out. This is a kid with a lot of good stuff. I want to ask you guys this. Actually, I've been, I've been impressed by Perdomo. He's I had think like three bad outings, but otherwise. Right. It was a rough start, but he has settled down a little bit. But of all the Rule 5 guys that they had. This is the only one left. Right, this is the only one left. <laughs> and actually, I like his stuff. He's very, very young. He's very raw. But I like some of the pitches that he makes. He's got pedigree, futures game appearance on his resume, right. and he's got the stuff. Let me ask you this, and I guess more for you, Bill, since you have seen more of these teams and more of the Darren Balsley era. It's experience, Bill. Experience, as we said earlier. Is this his best coaching job? Because when you think of – I mean, there are some leaks on the ship still. Cashner right. isn't right. what he can be. Perdomo has had his blow-ups. Brad Hand can be great. He can be – you know, Jekyll and Heidi. But when you look at Pomeranz and Ray and Friedrich and dealing with Tyson Ross being gone and Shields and uh, Erlen while he was still healthy, I mean, what, what year has he done a better job with, with less or more calamity around him? Well, I think he did a great job in 2010. And I would probably say that, that if you've got a, I, 
Darren Balsley is good year in, year out, but I thought that he did an incredible job in 2010 getting five starters who basically worked the entire season right until, well, until the final month. He, they only had, they lost Chris Young right away, and then they had five guys make every start until September. So I, I thought he did an incredible job losing, like Ross this year in 2010, using, losing his, one of his key starters first game into the season and then getting through. But this year, again, what we saw him do with Ross, we're now seeing him do with Pomeranz. And we're seeing the same thing with Vargas. Uh, but I, I think that this is one of his best years, but maybe not his best. He's been one of the most consistent guys around this organization right. because there's been a lot of coaches that come in, come out. You can always look at the hitting coach, but the pitching coach here in San Diego has been probably the most consistent thing about the franchise. Well, and he has. I mean, you, you go out and get guys in the offseason knowing that they're going to be able to work with Darren Balsley, and it's kind of a part of the recruiting process. Get here to San Diego. We're going to be able to set you up. Well, when you have one pitching coach who's worked for three different managers over 15 seasons, it tells you something about the quality of that pitching coach. Yeah, and we've seen I, good right. pitching coaches other places get recycled a lot right. too. Right. I can promise you that if he ever left here, he would not be unemployed more than 48 hours. I, if, if that. Right. Um, all right, so the pitching's been great. The problem is the offense, which still, even when they're winning, hasn't really clicked. You get one or two guys hot at a time, but then the guys who were hot start slumping. Or with all the injuries they're dealing with as well. Um, the strikeouts are as high even in this latest two-week little positive run that they were earlier in the season. My question, and this is a guy who you kind of count on even when he's slumping to still at least produce, Matt Kemp, what's going on? This May thing, right. I mean, every year, I thought maybe with the hot April you had that this May would be different. Well, he started this, quick. This month is just, what, what's the deal? Well, he started, first four games of May, he was 5 for 16 with a home run. He actually hit the ball hard. And since then, but it's just not him. Kemp's three for 39. He's in a three for 39 rut. The guy right ahead of him, Will Myers, is five for 39. So they're both struggling. Yeah, and that's a big part of it. Right. Those are two massive nice, bats in your nice lineup. Nice to have your two and three guys both hit the... Well, particu- I mean, when, if, if Solarte wasn't out and Spangenberg wasn't out, maybe you can weather this. But when Solarte. you're already relying right. on all these backup guys, even the backups that Joel Weeks and Maurice are down... You need those two guys more than ever. Right. And Myers, at least we've seen them be up and down all season. Kemp was so hot, and now he just fell off a cliff, as he does every year. I, we've talked about this before. Right. The month of May. How does just the calendar turn, and all of a sudden, you're sapped? How right. does that work? Well, he hit 186 last May, and he's right at the same thing right now. So it's really uh, it's very interesting to me. When you look at his history of Mays, just not here, but he has half as many home runs over his career in May than his next worst month, and his batting average is about 25 points lower than any other month. And it's you're hoping he turns it around right. quick because you have the Dodgers and Giants coming to Petco Park really soon. Yeah, right. before June gets here, right. uh, for sure. I mean, the numbers, for those of you who aren't familiar, Matt Kemp basically in May just becomes a different player. Uh, 17 home runs for his career total in the month of May. Right. He's had at least 35 in every other month. Uh, his OPS is in May is 683. His lowest right. month any other time is 825. Right. It's not even close. No. And this year, I mean, he was seven home runs, 19 RBIs in April. His OPS was almost 900. It's down to a 189 OBP. Right. That's not batting average. It's on base percentage under 200. Right. 
I don't get it. I'd love to ask him. I haven't been able to chat. Oh, he's about been it, asked about it before. I'm sure, but like many man, times. what is going on? I mean, last last May he hit 186 with no home runs and three RBI, and he's right there again. And you brought up a very just, important point I, with Will so Myers because Will Myers. I mean, he's got he's got to help out Kemp too. Those two are stacked yeah. together in the lineup. Right. We'll see and it's hard to get something going with the Padres because they finally win three games in a row recently for the first time this season. But it seems like every fourth or fifth game you throw a zero on the scoreboard. And it's impossible to really get going on a run it's when you a play problem. that and way. Yeah, the tightrope walk that is the great starting pitching can only last so long. The offense has to come around at some point. Uh, another tweet coming in here from Mike Hernandez saying, Sweet makeup job, Mike Janela. Did you throw on some lipstick too? No, these are all natural, baby. <laughs> Nothing on the lips. Also, uh, dope outfit, Jordan Carruth. The boys section at Macy's, he wants to know. Yeah, I got is it on 20% uh, off. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're good. Looks good, man. Good Thanks. shopping. Um, all right, we're going to come back here in just a little bit, talk some Billy Joel. But first, a reminder that the next baseball night in San Diego is Saturday, May 21st when the Padres take on the Dodgers. As Jordan mentioned, it doesn't get any easier the rest of the month. At 7-10, stay after the game for post-game fireworks set to tunes from Justin Timberlake. Get tickets today at Padres.com. We're going to talk some jams when we come back. Speaking of, don't go anywhere. We're back after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Here in the AMR studio ahead of Padres Brewers game three of their series, taking a look at Petco Park, getting set up for Billy Joel tonight. And for those of you wondering, I mean, you can probably answer your own question if you think we're getting Billy on the show today. Blooper, are we? No. No. Yeah, what, what else was expected? I'm a huge Billy Joel fan, so I would love that, but I haven't... He's I haven't literally... I can see where he's going to be performing. It's like 100 be. feet away. He's All he has to do yet. is come here he's to the studio. He's resting for his big show. Yeah, he's, he's probably just hanging there. out really close. What, just get him over to the couch. What better way to warm up the vocal cords than to come and talk with us on Social Hour, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's high on think. his list. Tell yeah, him Bill Center wants to interview It's got to be top of the list. Unbelievable. All right, so no Billy Joel today. We didn't have Beyonce on Thursday. Blooper back to his normal tricks. Uh, James over at the, the East Village Times tweeting in, at least any progress on getting Snoop Dogg for the show? We, we've been talking that's about looking, him. That's looking good. That's look, have you that, talked to his people? I've talked to his people. I've already scheduled Bill in case Snoop is on so they can be on together. <laughs> All right. So. So. Good. We've got almost a month, so right. we're giving Snoop Blooper plenty of time to get this done. What are you going to do with Snoop? You need to interview him, or what's hey, that story? I had a great time last year with Lil John. Lil John. Right. Oh, okay. If we, have a, if we have a rapper on, Bill Center's on the show. Bill's right. got to do the he's interview. Yeah, he's, our, he's our rap guy. He's our go-to guy. Oh, I was rap. all over Lil John about how he's going to throw out that first pitch. He was just going to lob it. I said, hey, you got to fire that puppy. You're like the hip-hop insider yeah. of Padre Social yeah, Hour. Exactly. I right. can't wait for the collab collaboration album, the rap album cover. It's going to be Bill and Snoop and Lil John. Are you going to feature on one of his chains? albums? Yeah, right. It's going to be great. I would buy it. Why Maybe not? you can help him write a couple songs. Um, speaking of Billy Joel, I wanted to get into some Billy Joel chat. We were talking about on the show yesterday favorite songs and all that kind of stuff. Bill, you're, you're planning to go to the show tonight. Yes. Any fa what's your favorite or what's the one song you're hoping that he plays We didn't tonight? start the fire, which is I love. I just I love history and I just love the way that that flows through millennium. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Right. Like 40 years of history crammed into three right. minutes of pop music. That's the Bill Center special. Uh, Jordan, any? I, I want to know what you're oh, like you got at a live questions? concert. I mean, are you the one standing up? Are you, are you putting your hands in the air? Are you 
What 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 kind of concert goer are you, Bill? I I listen to the I listen to the music. I love you the music. You sit back, relax. Right. I do not. Uh, I, no, I'm not up standing and waving and no everything mosh like pits. That. Yeah, no. no crowd surfing, no mosh pits, no, none no. of that. How about Uptown Girl? That's got to be a really good song live. I I'm not. I'm not. I don't love that song. I no, you're I'm out not, on that. I'm not a big fan. I that's way way down on my list. Really? Yeah, I don't like yeah. uh, the whole doo-wop. Like in Step right. Brothers, we only right. play '80s Joel. That's right. the Joel I don't like. I'm right. not a big doo-wop. You right. know, early 80s. That have you Billy seen Joel. the uh, set list for tonight's show by chance? No, have you? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be somewhat similar to what he's been doing on his tour, right? Probably, yeah. Are you, are you into that, or do you like to know what the set list no, is? No, I like being surprised. You want to no. be completely yeah. surprised. Right. I don't want to know in advance. Okay. I, li- I like to know. I you like to know? So I always look it up and, like, yeah. Yeah, I went to Beyonce this week. I looked up the set list before the show just to see what 35 songs, and I'm pretty sure he's playing for a long 35, time. 35, man. Too. No, yeah, I think whoever's coming tonight will get their money's worth. Um, do you have a favorite Billy Joel song? Probably Uptown. I, I, I would you love are to Uptown see, Girl. You I would, would be an Uptown Girl live. guy. Obviously, Piano Man would be great live because that would just be so fun. Right. Uh, he, he, he's just one of those. You have more fun listening to him live. Piano right? Man's number two on my list. You know okay. I didn't realize? The highest Piano Man got as I was researching this today on the Billboard Hot 100 was number 25. He's had 26 songs in his career chart better than Piano Man. Really? And I think that's his most famous song. It's incredible. Yeah, it's his most popular on. song on yeah. Spotify. I know that. Oh, there you go. Hashtag millennial. Um, I had a different question because it's easy to say favorite songs. And mine, by the way, uh, it's a tie. Keeping the Faith or New York State of Mind. Personal connection. Keeping Only the Faith. Only to die young. Is that going to make anyone's list? Keeping the Faith eh. is really good. Eh. Nah, I'm not a big fan. Okay. Um, so I asked this, because he has so many songs, if you, and let us know, again, on our hashtag, it's hashtag PadresSH. I'd love to get uh, the fans' take on this. We already had uh, Friar Gal, I think, earlier uh, tweeted that her Billy Joel jam is my life, in case anyone wondered. Yeah, we'd love to wonder. What we want to hear now, though, if you could only hear one musical artist or group for the rest of your life, so you turn on the radio and it's this person's songs, or you turn on Spotify or iTunes and all you get is this person's catalog, who would you pick? And let us know your pick on hashtag PadresSH. So that, like, for the, you can't say Paul McCartney and get the Beatles and Wings right. in his solo. You can say just the Beatles or just Wings, just Paul McCartney. You can say just Billy Joel. Who would you pick? This one, no, I'm not going to start on this well, one. Actually, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm old school here. I, I love instrumentals, and I would probably go to Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass and the Baja Marimba Band. Awesome names. The Tijuana Brass, that's, right. that's a cool name. Uh, Blooper, I bet you're like a Springsteen pick. I was going to do McCartney because it covers so much. I don't get why you can't have Yeah, I don't like these rules yeah. you're coming No, those up. are separate. Wings and, and the it's Beatles McCartney. are two different groups. I know, but... So All right, then you get every McCartney solo stuff. You don't get yeah. any Beatles. You don't get uh, any Wings. Okay, I'm going to this Beatles then. I can Beatles. Beatles. Beatles are my pick, yeah, because it's so many different types of songs. Right. I'm not in on the Beatles that much. What's your pick? Oh. What? I mean, Taylor I Swift, One Direction? Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I shouldn't give you much crap because I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, but... Yeah, that's the answer. That is the answer? Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't think that would last. Well, she has, still has a whole career left of music to make, so. Even though she's not making music anymore, Janella. What do you mean? Isn't she taking a little bit of a break? She'll be back. She's like 24 years old. All Plenty right, of time. All right, we'll see. Um, no, very interesting. All right, so those are our picks. Uh, Bill with his classical, me with some Beatles and Blooper. We're going to be hanging out together. And Jordan just Taylor shaking Swift. it off on Taylor Swift. It's going to be fun. Again, let us know your picks using hashtag PadresSH. Uh, all right, we're going to get to some of your picks. When we come back, we're going to talk. 
I've, I had a topic I've been waiting for all week that I wanted to save until Bill was on the show. So I think it's going to be fun to get to it here in just a little bit. You're not going to want to miss it. But before we get to that, make sure to join us for Pride Night. That's Saturday, May 21st, a week from today, hosted with San Diego Prides out at the park event. Enjoy a night of mingling and baseball as the Padres host the Dodgers for a 7-10 game. With the purchase of a special theme game ticket package, you'll give a donation to San Diego Pride and receive a Pride-themed Padres rally towel. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. The tweets with the artists are pouring in. Keep them coming. We'll get to the best ones after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back here to Padres Social Hour, getting you set for, as we've been saying, Padres and Brewers, the only time they'll be playing in Milwaukee. Uh, we're hoping, we're not getting Billy Joel today, but we are hoping to get Jesse Agler Skyping in from the road to same, talk to us. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, equal, right. equal stature. Right. Yeah, Maybe we sure. can ask him to do a Billy Joel song for us. Maybe, yeah. Jesse Agler uh, karaoke from Milwaukee. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll work on it. We'll see what's up. Um, no, you guys are rolling in with the tweets. Uh, the question last segment was, if you could only pick one artist or group to listen to for the rest of your life, their whole catalog, who would it be? Um, and the picks here, we got some Beatles uh, on the set, uh, Taylor Swift, <laughs> oh, Jordan said. We're getting a lot coming through. A lot of Eagles. A lot of people loving the Eagles. Uh, as we're flashing some of the answers here on screen, U2, Michael Jackson, Queen. Queen's a good pick. Uh, Queen had a lot of good jams. Bob Marley. I did not expect the Eagles to get this much love, though. So it's our most popular right. one so far. Interesting. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, no keep that coming. Either. No Springsteen. I thought he, too, right. he's kind of like Billy Joel. I mean, right. 40 years of songs right. just on sheer volume alone. That's somebody, you, somebody that's a smart pick, I think. The one I really liked that didn't have a major body of work by himself was Steve Winwood, oh, okay. which I always thought was fantastic. There you go. Maybe, uh, maybe Snoop Dogg will be your answer after you right. meet him next month. Though. I thought he was going to go Snoop Dogg. Uh, he's not that. He hasn't met him yet. He doesn't know. Maybe right. afterward. They, you can convince him. All right. Here's uh, the, the topic all week I've been waiting to talk to Bill about because what did we discuss? Uh, 40, how many years have you, were you in the U, at the UT? Almost 50 total. Almost, yeah. I mean, five decades. Right. So as someone who's covered plenty of uh, media in the past, and Jordan, I don't know if you saw this story about Carlos Gomez, Houston Astros outfielder. So uh, Brian Smith, Brian T. Smith of the Houston Chronicle wrote a column about Carlos and how he's underperforming this year. And he quoted him, and Carlos, uh, not a native English speaker, but he was speaking in English to this uh, columnist. And he quoted him as such, for the last year and this year, I not really do much for this team. The fans be angry. So he quoted him verbatim, Carlos again, English as a second language. Carlos then went on an ESPN podcast this week and said that uh, Smith did that intentionally to ridicule me, quote-unquote. And he says, uh, if we're talking about a subject between us and you know we don't dominate the language properly, whether Spanish or English, you guys, the media this is, are the ones who studied this to perfect and polish our words. That is your job. My job is to express myself. So basically... The, the argument here that's been going on on Twitter for a couple of days, as a journalist, is it your duty to kind of clean up someone's language if they're not speaking properly for whatever reason, or should you be presenting it as is verbatim? Bill, as someone who's done this for decades, I agree on totally it. with Carlos Gomez, and I think that I've known a number of Spanish-speaking players. And I'll be honest, I don't speak very good Spanish. They speak better English than I speak Spanish, and I, I think it's our duty to make them, I mean, they are very literate, and I, I would never want to put a player 
that he comes off looking illiterate when I understand what he's saying. I, yes, I cleaned up language quite often, like ex expletives. You didn't. You don't run those. You right. Yeah. Those you're not out. dropping an f bomb. Right. In quote. <laughs> so you know what the person is trying to say. Don't put him to ridicule. Just have him say what he what he means to say. And why wasn't there a follow up to that? Why not ask the player like, Hey, is this really what you're trying to say? Is this what you really want me to go with in the paper? Or what are you really getting? Well, at someone, here? you're you're coming from the radio side, so when you right. run someone's interview, that gets included. It you right. hear it's exactly verbatim. what they're saying. Right. Do you think it's weird that someone working on the print side well, should be able to sort of sanitize it? That's a big difference between radio and newspaper because when you do interviews on radio, you actually can hear what they're saying. It's a big difference than just reading something in print because as soon as you read something, just like a lot of people on Twitter, they can read the same thing, and 90 different people are going to read it differently. They're going to hear it different ways. But if you actually hear the audio of a player and what he's just trying to say, I do think that is a huge right. difference. There, there's a big difference there because when somebody is talking in, in English who's a Spanish speaker generally and he's, and he's talking on a radio interview in English, it comes off a lot better mm -hmm. than it does in print when you quote him directly what he said. Because then you're just reading it and right, you're right. starting to let imagination right. run right. wild a little bit. And it's part of it. I mean, we've seen actually a huge change in media because now websites like the Players' Tribune where – Derek Jeter is going to go out and they want to write their own things. They want to publish their own quotes. It's a huge, actually a huge topic in media right now, being able to control that a little bit more. Yeah, it's, I mean, something that, and I dabbled in newspaper for a few years. Even English first speakers, when right. you use gotta or you don't use slur your contractions, you kind of right. increase them in print. But I thought it was very interesting. And honestly, I'm surprised it took this long for this to get such national attention, this kind of uh, balance that's always being struck. Well, I really feel, I, I feel bad for Carlos Gomez, actually, in this argument, because he tried his best to answer the question as best he could. And then it gets, when it's run like that, it holds him up to ridicule. And that's what the other thing he said, too, is that you want us to try and learn and not use translators right. and be accessible. This is only embarrassing me and other Latino players right. to maybe not talking to you in the future. So it does nobody any good. Right. Yeah, so. And now he's probably just going to shell up. You know, well, exactly. Just, yeah, he's not going to want to go ahead and start giving all the quotes. I'm with now. the player. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to try and get uh, Jesse Agler uh, on the on the line here in just a little bit. Uh, some more tweets coming in. Uh, Paul Barban saying Led Zeppelin is the artist he, or the group he'd want to listen to. Uh, N.W.A. from Big Ahi. Uh, Mike Hernandez says Dave Matthews Band blooper, Ugh. shaking his head already. No, not not a Dave Matthews guy. I hate Dave Matthews. I'm not in on Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> blooper. No, <not> <laughs> Can you do that again? No. Every Dave Matthews song sounds the same yep. to Blooper. Should be fun. Um, Alright, so we're going to come back. Hopefully have Jesse Agler on the other side. Keep those tweets coming. We want to hear from you guys. Also, come on out to Petco Park on May 22nd and 23rd. It's next weekend for Major League Baseball's first annual Play Ball Weekend, proudly supported by Chevrolet and Scotts. For more information on Play Ball Weekend activities and to get your tickets, visit Padres.com. I'm seeing some rush. I'm seeing the roots. Man, these people are, are loving the music chat. Some right. good ones. The roots We're back with one. more of that after this on Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to the show here on this Saturday afternoon. Billy Joel getting set here at Petco to perform later. Padres getting set to go in Milwaukee. And while we're here, our good buddy Jesse Agler is at Miller Park, and we welcome him in now on the Cholula Hotline, Skyping in from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jesse, looking good. How are you? 
Uh, doing well, thank you guys. Did uh, did Blooper get Billy Joel on the show? Has he stopped by? What do you think? <laughs> I think we all know. Yeah, why, why even answer? We know that uh, answer. No Beyonce this week, no Billy Joel. We're hoping for Snoop Dogg. We're giving him a month's notice. I, I mean, I, I have no expectations or hopes anymore. It's been beaten out of me. I, I think Snoop Dogg, you know, you got a chance. I, I've said that before. I think he's got a chance just because he's coming for a Padre event on the day of a Padre game. So if he can't get Snoop, or even DJ Snoopadelic, <laughs> uh, <if I> <laughs> then why even bother? Uh, actually, so we got we got Bill and Jordan here, and Jordan has been itching. He's been waiting all break here to ask you a very important question, Jesse. So I'm going to let him take it away and tee it off here. Jesse, how okay. sad were you that you could not go to the Beyonce concert this week? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I heard it was a great show, though. Uh, Twitter seemed really a buzz <laughs> with Beyonce. Wow. And there, you like that. All right, that's the end of this interview. Thank you, Jesse. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I Leave the bad puns to me. So have we completed the tour de sausage? Uh, no, you know what, Bill? I, I am not the sausage connoisseur that you are. Oh. Uh, you know, so hopefully we get you back to Milwaukee at some point uh, in the near future so you can stuff your face. But I've been, uh, I've been trying to control myself as best as possible. But they are very tempting. They just spin on that thing. It's like at 7-Eleven. Right, know, exactly. Things. And they just spin in the press box all night long, and uh, I've, I've been able to hold off. So good. Uh, is it, this, is your, this is your first time in Miller Park, isn't it, Jesse, in Milwaukee? Yes, my first time to Miller Park. I enjoy it, and I'm so very glad they have a roof here. I don't understand how they ever played without a roof here. It snowed this morning, guys. It Seriously? Snowed. Wow. Right. Okay, May 14th, I think it is. It snowed here today. Uh, the wind chill in the afternoon was in the high 30s, and that's what the temperature will be when we get out of here tonight. So it is a very good thing that they have a roof. I actually, Milwaukee, I, I really like Miller Park. I always enjoyed going to Milwaukee. That's one of my favorite places. Where is this yeah, rank I'll, for you now, Jesse, in your pantheon? I don't know where it ranks, but I'll, I'll say it's one of those that for me I think is a lot better in person than it plays on TV. Right. Uh, just having watched games here, you know, over the last uh, 15, 16 years since it opened, I always kind of shrugged my shoulders at it. Uh, but being here, it's a really nice place. They did a good job. All right, uh, let's talk about the actual baseball that will be happening there today. Happy Bullpen Day. Uh, should be fun with Luis Perdomo. Uh, Lionel Campos was actually called up. Alex Dickerson uh, sent down. I'm sure that's just a temporary move to get through these next couple of days. Uh, hopefully it's not a social hour Skyping curse because Dickerson Skyped into us earlier this week. So, Jesse, fingers crossed that, you know, you'll survive the road trip uh, yourself. What's the sense of the team? Are they just kind of crawling to get to this Monday off day, just getting through this weekend? Or what's the mindset like? with you there on the ground? No, I don't, I don't think they're crawling at all, you know? I mean, obviously the, the shutout last night, it's almost to the point for me where it's like, all right, they got shut out again. It doesn't really seem to bother them. It's obviously happening a lot. And, and sometimes, and I would put last night into this category, it seems a little bit unexplainable, um, you know, when you consider who they're going up against and everything like that. Um, but, you know, I think they're sort of taking the approach of, all right, it's another shutout. It is what it is. Time to move on and turn the page. And they've done a really good job of turning the page so far. Today, obviously, is a little bit of a challenge. And Christian Friedrich and Carlos Villanueva yesterday, they did everything they possibly could to set today up for as much success as possible because they were able to eat up the innings they were. They didn't have to dive too deep into the bullpen yesterday. So all of that really good and, and sets them up for as good of a position, I think, as they could be in for today. Uh, Jesse, Bill Center completely disagreed with me earlier in the show. I said this is going to be a challenge for Andy Green because it is bullpen day. It's a different type of game that he is used to managing so far this year. Uh, what kind of challenges does bullpen day uh, give the, the new manager? 
I don't think it's a challenge when it comes to decision-making. Andy Green is a very capable manager. That's not an issue, and they're prepared for this. They've known it's coming, I think, for a few days now. They've got plans, and they've got contingencies and all that kind of stuff. So from that standpoint, I don't think it's a challenge at all. But I will say, Jordan, if Luis Perdomo can only give you two, maybe three innings, then it becomes a little bit more of a challenge. But again, I think they're ready for that. I think they've planned for that. And, and I think they kind of know what they want to try and do in every circumstance. Is it set up so that uh, Hand follows uh, Perdomo? I don't think he has said that, but I would guess that. You know, that would certainly be my, my thought. I don't think that they're going to get more than five innings out of Perdomo. I think that's a best, best, best case scenario would be five innings out of him. Um, you know, so if it, like I said, turns into a two or three inning outing for him, then things get a little bit more complex. Um, but look, it's always going to change. You know, Andy didn't want to commit to anything out loud today before the game as far as here's what we're going to do first and second and third, because you never know how the game is going to go. If the right. Padres are up 11 to one in the fifth inning, it's obviously very different than if they're down three to one or, or whatever else could happen. Hey, speaking of hands, uh, Derek Norris's hand, is it still swollen? Have you had a... What's the report there? I thought you were going to ask about Donald Trump. Um, no, Derek Norris is <laughs> feeling better. Uh, he apparently has a very strong grip today. Uh, Andy said he almost crushed his hand when they shook hands today. So you figure Norris was trying to make a little bit of a point with that. He is available off the bench. Um, and so that's the good news today. Obviously, they've got three catchers, the short bench, so they can kind of try things differently tonight uh, based upon how the game itself goes. But, yeah, he, he's available off the bench. He says he's feeling good, and Andy seemed pretty optimistic about that. So it's nice to have some good injury news to pass it on. Yeah, and uh, it's Hector Sanchez getting the start today with Perdomo. I mean, first-time battery. It's Perdomo's first major league start. Sanchez's first start for the Padres. These two guys just yeah. meeting each other. Any, any team building or chemistry those two guys have been doing to try and make sure this start today is as seamless as possible? No, I, I think Andy used the word crash course, you know, when he was mm. talking about Hector Sanchez before the game today. Because remember, of course, it isn't just going to be Perdomo. You know, when he's catching whoever else comes out of the bullpen later on in this game, it'll be the first time for that as well. So it is what it is. These things happen over the course of 162 games. Is it ideal? Probably not. Uh, but you got to deal with it. you got to move on. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes, Jesse. What's the uh, over-under? Because Wiley Peralta, his numbers aren't that great this year either. How many runs are you expecting from both sides today? You know, last night, I think a lot of people were expecting a, uh, a slugfest uh, with the pitching situation as it was. You know, Friedrich, you didn't know what you were going to get coming into his situation. Uh, Junior Guerra was another guy that had a high ERA. And both those guys did a really nice job last night. So I'm not in the uh, odds-making business. I will leave that to others. Uh, you never know what you're going to get in Major League Baseball. It, it seems to be one of those things. You think you're going to get a high-scoring game, you get one nothing. You think you're going to get a great pitcher's duel. Next thing you know, it's 11-10 in the 15th inning. So whatever it is, we'll see, man. I'm not, I'm not making predictions. All right, keep that scorecard clean tonight, as clean as you can, Jesse. Maybe a lot of substitutions coming your way uh, over nine yeah. innings plus. We'll see. All right, enjoy it. Jesse, thank you so much for Skyping in and taking the time. We appreciate it, as always. You got it, guys. All right, see ya. That was Jesse Agler on the Cholula Hotline from Milwaukee. It's so cool Skyping in. This is a nice little upgrade right. from last year. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, so, again, Jesse, thank you, and thanks for appearing on the Cholula Hotline. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back and take a look at today's lineup. We've already hinted at some of the changes. We'll give them to you straight away right after this on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. It's a 4-10 first pitch between the Padres and the Brewers tonight. 
Padres had that three-game winning streak, which amazingly was the longest in the National League uh, right. yesterday, snapped. Uh, the pitching, even with the loss yesterday, still just one run allowed the last 31 innings. That's worth a, a golf clap, I think. Those Pitching's been, been very great. good. Yeah, Pitching been very has been good. exceptional, uh, especially the Chicago series. Now, Milwaukee's struggling, but I thought the pitching in Chicago yeah. was excellent. I mean, the team off to a historically good start, and the Padres really shut them down. So uh, off to, yeah, a great start. Hopefully they continue it. Hopefully the offense catches up. Uh, tweets coming in at hashtag PadresSH. These going back to the Carlos Gomez uh, conversation we had a couple segments ago. Uh, East Village Times saying it's one thing changing meaningful words, so right. putting words in someone's mouth, but obviously they didn't have to ridicule Gomez by leaving the quote as is. Yeah, it's a little semantical. Totally, semantic things, totally yeah. agree. And then uh, Joe Costanzo saying, good for you, Bill, with like six exclamation points. So they meant really good for you. I completely agree with you. So no, I, I think everyone's on Carlos Gomez's side. Yeah, I side think we've this. all agreed on that. You yeah. don't hold people up to ridicule. Especially, I mean, I give Carlos Gomez high marks for coming to America and learning how to speak English. And he's, he, can t he can talk in two languages. How many of us can say that? So I give them I give them high marks. So yeah. as opposed to I mean Jordan, you probably deal with this a lot trying to get guys for radio who mm -hmm. just use a translator exclusively. Yeah, that doesn't work on right. radio at all. No. Yeah, you're not going to have someone with a translator. But right. uh, honestly, radio would be the better way of going about it because then you can actually hear and yeah. hear what they're saying, what they're trying to say at least. You right. know, I'm always reminded of Ernesto Freire in these conversations. Who came when he came to the United States? He was signed by the Padres at, at uh, 16. When he came to the United States, he knew no English. He was at Fort Wayne. And he realized that the cartoons and the commercials were the same in Span and you know, they were the same commercials. So he learned how to speak English off of the commercials and cartoons he saw. Hey, uh, better than a lot of schools uh, classes I had to go through as a <laughs> right. kid. So and, yeah, maybe that works. That works. Being it works. able to speak fluent English. Hey, whatever whatever gets you your, right. your lessons taught. Gotta love it. Um, all right, let's get to today's lineup, and it is presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Getting a start in center field and leading off today, Travis Jankowski had that great start at Wrigley in the doubleheader, made the awesome catch, so Andy Green said he'll play more. Here it is. Will Myers back in the lineup at first base, then Matt Kemp trying to shake off these May Blues in right field. Brett Wallace at third base hitting cleanup. Melvin Upton Jr. in left. Alexei Ramirez shortstop bats sixth. Hector Sanchez gets his first start with the Padres. He's catching Jose Perello, who I think has done a great job at second base, bats eighth. And then Luis Perdomo making his first start at the, in the big leagues. Uh, he's pitching and batting ninth today. Uh, before we get to the Supercuts Challenge, I mean, this is a lineup that has a lot of, of questions that it bears, and I want to start right at the top, Travis Jankowski. Uh, Andy Green saying this week that he's earning himself more playing right. time. Is this a guy who you think fits into the starting picture for the Padres long term, or is he just a good bench piece to have on a competitive team? You know, I think he's going to be a ve very valuable player moving forward. I'm not sure that he's ever going to be an everyday player in the major leagues. I'm not quite sure if he'll hit that hit that much. If he does, it's going to have to be a leadoff hitter and use his speed. He's not a power hitter. I, he might develop there, but even if he doesn't, this is a player that has a long 10-year career ahead of him. I see him starting potentially. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you I, not? I'm kind of with Bill a little bit more. I think he provides a team with depth that they're going to need. And especially right now, we're seeing it with the Padres with all the injuries, especially this infield. You brought up all the question marks surrounding this lineup. Obviously, injuries playing a major factor with that. But the infield, that is not the infield I don't think Andy Green was guessing he would have 
when he started this season. No, that's for sure. And people saying, oh, like about Jabari Flash getting released yesterday. Uh, can he not play third base, or could we not have gotten rid of him earlier to get an infielder up? Because uh, for, for me, for Jankowski, if you look down the road, you're picturing Hunter Renfro holding down a corner. Manny Margot, ideally your center fielder center of the field, future. Right. But you see what a center fielder in left can do this year with Melvin Upton. If you have Margot and Renfro providing you enough pop, from the outfield, I think Jankowski as a 280 hitter, a 350 OBP guy with speed and center, I think could slot in nicely between the two of if them. If he could get to those totals. Sure. Yeah, those are big numbers right. for Jankowski. Right. That, I think that's, that's the absolute high ceiling for Jankowski. Yeah. Now, if he can get to those numbers. That's good enough, I think, for a right. starting role but if, if he gets he, there. If he could get to those numbers, he's starting for me. But I don't know if he can get to those numbers. Yeah, well, he's got time. I think I got faith in him. I think now uh, being able to get these early starts here and there in his career, I think it's, it's something that will really pay dividends for him down the road. I think he could be an integral part. Uh, we're starting to hear sound check right. outside. Right. Sound check. I like on. it, yeah. So uh, Billy Joel, he must be here soon. He won't be on set, but he'll be in the building at some point. Uh, so we'll be serenaded here as we continue uh, the, the march here toward the close of the show. All right, time now for the Supercuts Head-to-Head Challenge. And Jordan, you've got your work cut out for you, my man, because Blooper He's is on, a winning on streak, isn't he? fire four in a row. Oh my That's goodness. the longest streak for either side this year. It also now means that he has the largest lead of either contestant this year. He's up 16 to 11. No pressure. Again, this game is uh, each side picking who has the most positive impact on the game. And Blue, I mean, you see his head getting bigger by I the know, second. I know, he goes straight right. to Blooper cam on straight that to one. Me. Insane. This is, this is not why we had Blooper Cam installed this year. It was not for this reason. It was for him to be sad from losing so much, not happy from winning so much. So, Jordan, you have to uh, end this streak here, get the pride back for the couch. Bill's pulling for you, I'm sure. Are you? Well, we're going to see here. Uh, Which way are you leaning, it's Bill? It's very hard for me to pull, pull for Jordan. Why is that? Just because it's you. I Blo thought we are like best friends. Blooper is lesser of two evils for right. you in this situation, Bill. <laughs> All right. Uh, the bad news, though, is that Blooper gets the pick again today. Yesterday, he picked Friedrich yesterday as a second pick, and I give him credit for wow. going out on the limb, and, and it paid off. Yeah. So uh, he gets the first pick today. I'm just so. good at things, Bill. I'm just good at things. Blooper, right. <laughs> who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the hot hand, John Jay. John Jay. All right. I like it. I don't think I've picked him yet this year. So He's not in the lineup. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I like my chances today, to everybody. See, I'm going with John Jay. I wanted to see how Blooper he's, was going to. I want to see even in the lineup. I want to see how long it would take Hold him on. to get that. Hold on. Is this the first time that someone's <laughs> taken someone who's not in the starting lineup? Yes. It is, right? This year, that's at least. As it, that's been done last year. What if before? he comes up and hits like a pinch hit home run in the seventh? That's what we're that's, doing. That's, that's, oh. that's, that's what Blooper's banking on. He's coming oh up later goodness. in the game. That was the plan all along. He picked somebody who's not even playing today. Now Jordan, all the pressure. You, yeah, if if I can't this, win now, we I'm never going to win. about Travis Jankowski For like three minutes, center. we talked about Travis in center. I know. Oh, I'm not so I, I knew he wasn't in the lineup. I just like him coming off the bench later. Can yeah, I, right. Can I get a bonus point for selecting someone who's actually in the starting lineup? No, no. But if right. you end up losing this point to a bench player today, then you are not going to hear the end of it next I time I desperately want to go with Matt Kemp because you've been talking about how he's done nothing this month. Right. But I feel like if I go with Matt Kemp and lose in this game – to someone who's not even in the starting lineup <laughs> blooper, then I would never have that live down. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Kemp. I say he breaks out. You somewhere. are? Wow. So, Bill, we're, let, let me get this straight, Bill. Between you and me here as the analyst of this game, uh, Jordan picks the guy who has a sub-200 OBP in the worst month historically of his and career. I, and I think, right. And, and just blooper by picks not, a guy who's not right, even starting. By, by not doing something, 
Blooper might have the edge here. Yeah, if Kemp goes like 0 for 5 right. and Blooper gets oh, I would have gone. I would have gone with uh, Melvin Upton Jr. Hey, he's been Kemp the most consistent right now. If yeah. Kemp goes 0 for 5 but is actually in the game, that has to beat out John Jay, right? We'll see no, the answer no. tomorrow on how it all plays defense, out. So defense. The most unique head-to-head cuts challenge of, uh, of the year. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, and hot towel finish so you feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. Uh, that's good stuff. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. 410 again is first pitch between the Padres and the Brewers here in the AMR studio, getting set for Billy Joel here at Petco Park tonight. Uh, I want to ask you guys this, actually, and as I look up John Jay's uh, career numbers as a pinch hitter, I'm going to get those here in a second, but I was, uh, I was out last night. I was out doing, uh, at the Portuguese Festa with my people right. out in Point Loma, and I took an Uber over there because I know parking is tough, and he made a left turn on red, my driver. Can you do that here in California? Is that no. legal? No. no, that's not legal. Well, wait, wait. Was it onto a one-way street? Uh, there was construction going on, so I don't know if it was one way all uh, the time. Then you just can't do it if there's construction. And in New going York, on. you can do one way to one way. Re- you can left. here too, right? Okay, so I just want to make sure. I mean, I'm sure it was, but I just wanted to make sure if everything was on the up and up. I was like, "What? This never happens." Uh, crazy stuff. I, I don't have John. <laughs> what Jay's are these number. rules in California? I know. What are you guys doing? Uh, we'll have to get it. I'll tweet it out because uh, we were talking about this John Jay. Oh, here we go. As a sub, hey, John Jay, a 295 batting average in his career as a substitute. He's going to pull this off after all. Tomorrow we're back on at 9.30 in the morning. We'll see you then. This is Padres Social Hour.